What's up, magical human? Hey, if you're like me and you want to create a bigger impact on the world, why not share your knowledge and talents with others? Welcome to the podcast where I share marketing strategies, product creation tips, and real life stories of how women all over the world are using their knowledge and creativity to build a life and business they love on their terms. I'll share with you over a decade of knowledge and show you how you can take what you already know and do and package it into a digital product like a course, membership site, or digital download that sells globally. I'm Amy Jo, and you're listening to the Digital Magic Podcast. How did Jasmine Ivy help a fellow entrepreneur go from being on food stamps to making six figures in their business? Turns out it comes down to the energy that you bring into what you are doing. Don't know what I mean? This episode is for you. I know that you have a passion to share and that the world needs your gifts. Get the motivation you need to finally grow your online coaching business sharing your knowledge your way. Hi, I'm Amy Jo, and I help entrepreneurs just like you design an online business that allows them to teach their gifts globally. I fully believe in helping women design their own magic and create a life that they're excited to wake up to every single day. If you're ready to finally get serious and change your business, you are in the right spot. Welcome to the Digital Magic Podcast. Okay, folks, here we go. So we are diving into the masculine and the feminine. What does this even mean and how does it relate to your business? Now, Jasmine Ivy has incorporated these practices into her business and she helps other entrepreneurs do the same. So you're going to hear some some personal things from myself that she's going to help me actually work through on the call. It's almost like a mini coaching session, which is super cool. But um, yeah, we are going to talk all things energy and how is this affecting our business? What can we do to help it improve our business and get ourselves back on track in the direction that we want to go. So I love this interview. It's so good. I'm going to listen to it on repeat for like the next week, probably because there's so many good things in it. So here we go. Here's Jasmine Ivy. All right, everybody. I'm super excited. I have some powerful energy with me in this room slash you know, your room, my room, because we're on Zoom, but whatever. So in here in this space, it is Jasmine Ivy, and which I love your name, by the way, but a fellow Gemini like myself, I'm actually a Gemini Cancer cusp, which I thought oh, yeah. that was a thing. I'm like, right on, I don't even know. Um, but yeah, so hello, fellow Cancer um, or fellow Gemini. Gosh, yeah, def- I'm definitely Yes. So we are going to talk all things woo, which I am very excited. So um, Jasmine, if you will just go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us about your business, that would be awesome. Yeah. So I'm Jasmine Ivy. Like she said, I am a Gemini. Yeah. Um, in fact, my answer. Yes. You know, I, 
I, so basically my business is I help women entrepreneurs who are very, very spiritual, but not necessarily religious, help them kind of dig in and find their divine spark, which sounds like something really fancy, but all that really is, is the thing that's kind of driving you um, to do the thing, right? It's like, um, it's almost like a call, like something like your phone is ringing all the time. And a lot of us work in traditional jobs or whatever. We hear that ringing incessantly. And finally, one day we're like, what? And then we pick it up. <laughs> and then we finally move into that space where we're fulfilling our mission. And so I help um, women do that. I have um, a 15-year background in marketing and sales. Um, I worked in traditional corporate sort of marketing and sales for a really long time. And I learned kind of all the reasons why women really don't enjoy that field and why um, business um, has been built in such a way that it doesn't really cater to, not just cater to women, but it really doesn't consider women, our strengths, our values, um, our needs, our desires, anything really. And what I realized in that space, I, I ended my career the last few years in Silicon Valley. And what I realized is that I was very, very skilled, but the, the, my best skills were things that they didn't really want because they didn't, they don't value us in that way. And so when I moved into coaching, um, I started to create what people thought was very, very weird back then. It was so weird. People didn't understand anything I was doing, which was combining business with woo. In fact, no one knew what woo even meant, which was really intuition, bringing that, that, that voice in you that knows, and I know that if you're watching or listening to this, you know what I'm talking about. Women know stuff. We just do. We're highly perceptive. It's not just the little things we see. There's a knowing that comes from within. And so I found a way to bring that into business and help women grow their businesses. And, and it was, at the time, I didn't know if that would be successful. My only model was men in suits sitting around <laughs> growing businesses. <laughs> I didn't know. I had no idea. Um, but it was wildly successful. I have clients who went from literally being on food stamps to being a multi-six figure um, business owners right now. I have people who are, right now I have a new client who has been with me just since January. She is now on her fifth uh, 10K month having never had them before. So this combination works specifically. It works if you're really intuitive mm. or want to be intuitive because it does grow your intuition as well. So that's kind of what I do. That's the long of it. I never, <laughs> you'll learn this. No, I, I love it. Short, but I'm always long. <laughs> no, I'm the same. I mean, I just get on a roll and I just keep going. So I exactly. I'm like, this is so good. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of my favorite, favorite quotes is follow the call. And for me personally, saying yes to something and following like that nudge, even though I didn't at the time know exactly what that meant. It was just kind of this poking that's like, hello, mm -hmm. hello, say yes. And it freaked me out, but I did it anyways. Yeah. And so, so you mentioned like woo was kind of like that intuition, that like internal nudge. And so I know, or I feel like it's common for us to be like suppressing that nudge you know, because yeah. of fear or whatever it is. And so if, if someone is kind of in that space where they're like, I don't even know what that feels like anymore. Like I've spent so much time suppressing, you know what I'm saying? Like, how would you kind of pull that out of them or what are some action steps that they could, you know, start implementing now to find that voice or find that nudge again? Mm -hmm. 
you have to find the stillness. And there's two really main ways that I tell people to do that. One is meditation. Silent meditation is a really great place to start. And here's why. Because when you sit in silent meditation, you will notice that your brain will start to chatter. And it will chatter about things that are utterly ridiculous. So it will tell you you forgot to turn on the coffee or turn off the coffee maker and you don't drink coffee. It will tell you all <laughs> sorts of ridiculous things because that's what the ego does. And we a lot of times people talk about the ego like it's an enemy. It's not. This is just what the ego does. Like if you have a toddler, they just talk all the time and they cry a lot. Like that's just what they do. They're not they're not like trying to ruin your day. They just do that. And that's what the ego does. It just talks. And you can't hear yourself anymore because the ego has been allowed to just go unchecked. And meditation is a way to effectively discipline that because as you sit, you know, you're sitting there and that ego just, and you can say, you know, in that, in that space, you can be like, that's great. Right now I'm sitting quietly and it'll be quiet again for like two seconds, like legit two seconds. Mm -hmm. And then it'll just, (laughs) but the act of bringing that back, coming back to stillness starts to strengthen that muscle for you, which means you can then grow your own intuition that way. The second way that I would suggest for people, if meditation is not their thing, though I would suggest making it your thing, but if you want to try something else, journaling, I'm a big journaler. And effectively what I do is meditative journaling. I will literally talk to myself. I will write on in my journal. So what's up today? And then I will answer and it'll be a stream of consciousness that is silly. Some of it will basically complaining. Because the ego just, it has to fill space, right? And when you see that on paper, you're able to really recognize, this is just what my mind does. And and so that it strengthens your sort of resolve not to engage with it. Because the problem isn't that, the, the problem isn't that you have these thoughts. The problem is that these random thoughts come up and then you go with it. It's like getting on a bus to a, to a place you weren't even going. Jeez. Yeah, I really believe in like the power of pen to paper. So I like that, you know, the journaling exercise. And I love what you said as far as strengthening the muscle, because I believe that totally when it comes to like mindset shifts and things like that is that, you know, when you're sitting there and for two seconds, you can get your mind quiet and then it, you know, goes again. It's really easy to be like, well, this isn't working for me. I failed. Like I can't quiet my mind. This is just the way that it is, you know, and just to like spiral. So I like that you just slid in that little reminder that it's okay. And, you know, to have like this practice and is this like a daily practice? Is it a hourly practice? How often would you? (laughs) Well, I mean, you start with a daily practice. I mean, truthfully, it, you are working toward a moment to moment practice because the ego won't ever go away. It's always going to do that. And awareness, you hear people talk about, um, um, waking up. That's a very common thing, you know, or you'll hear people say, um, they're woke. You'll hear that a lot. That's like an urban thing that we say now, like a slang thing. Um, but what that means is they're aware, they're aware and awareness comes through cultivation. So being awareness is seeing your thoughts and and observing your thoughts instead of being them. And that means that what happens in that space is you get to choose now because your first, the first thing that happens, the first thought you have, for example, if someone comes into the room, the first thought you might have is maybe not very kind. We are judgmental by nature. We are judgy little creatures. And so we might judge someone that comes into the room. 
And that first thought is just pure instinct. It's just human instinct, animal kind of thing. Hmm. The second thought though, you're, is, is who you really are. It's the thing that you choose. But so many of us don't because we, we don't have awareness of the first thought and therefore we lose our ability to choose. And that what make, that's what makes us distinct from our human selves or our animals or anything, right? That's what allows us to be something greater than just these little humans, you know, moving right. around. <laughs> yeah. Can you just talk to me all day? Because like, <laughs> <laughs> I just, I'm like, I need, where's my pen and paper? I need to write all these things. <laughs> and I wrote, I really, I want to put this on. I should have like a sticky note wall or something because just everything that you said was golden but one that stuck out to me was seeing your thoughts instead of being them right oh and that's just that's literally like every area you know we're talking about business we're talking about personal we're talking about like literally every aspect of who you are and it's so easy for you for us to say like we are this and we are this and because this happened this means this about me when really I mean, what you're saying is that's like that first initial thought and the second one is the one that's true. So like getting to that second layer, I guess, of the onion. Um, But I love that quote. Yeah, yeah. Goosebumps, goosebumps. Um, So another aspect of your business, and I guess this is like a good transition as we're kind of moving there, is the masculine and the feminine Mm -hmm. energies. Because I know there's going to be people who listen to this and they're like, what? Like, you know, I'm a female and I have female energy and that's it, you know, and they don't tap into, to all of these, all of these aspects that are so important, you know? And so if you could kind of give us a little insight into what the feminine, the masculine, like what even is that? And do we have both? Do we only have feminine? Like what, just all the things, what is that? Yeah, we have both. Most of us um, have been employee, employing masculine energy for years and years. We Society is really driven by masculine energy. Almost all traditional workplaces are driven by that, and they cater to that, um, and, which explains probably a lot of women's feelings of feeling like, you know, this just, this was never set up for me. You know, the fact that, you know, for example, when you um, have a baby and you go back to work, you go back in the U.S. very, very, very quickly, and you often go back and have to pump in a bathroom or any of those things. And so it's very, very clear that that um, the intuition, the nurturing, all the things that make up feminine energy have not at all been considered in much of our lives, honestly. And so masculine energy at its core is not something negative. The problem is when something is allowed to to just go without any check, right? They're supposed to check each other out. There's a checks and balance. Um, But masculine energy, when it becomes too much, becomes toxic masculine energy. And so a lot of us kind of identify masculine energy as that. It's not. At its core, masculine energy is the energy of segmentation. It's the energy of taking something that is big and breaking it into small parts. We need that energy. Every time we organize our homes or clean our clean our kids, you know, rooms or whatever it is, like we use that all the time in our businesses, in our lives, all the time, in our thought processes. It is essential. So yes, you use it, you need it. Um, the problem comes when you aren't as versed or don't use feminine energy often. Feminine energy is the energy of amplification. Now, 
The perfect example of this that we are all really good at and we have friends that are super good at is this. And we all have this friend. The friend who has gets a text from a, a guy or a partner that they're dating. And that that text is something super, super innocuous, like, hey, how are you? Something as simple as that. And within a few hours, that simple, hey, how are you, becomes something so huge and it means something so big. Mm-hmm. And he, like treating her like he's she's his coworker and oh my gosh why didn't he say hey babe and you know it right we have yeah. this friend sometimes we are that friend but we all have <laughs> that friend right mm-hmm. and so this is feminine energy in action not in the best way but it's feminine energy in action it's taking something small and amplifying it and you can see if you are at all familiar with manifesting how feminine energy becomes incredibly important um, because we, we are very powerful at taking something small and just turning it into something very large. And that's, that's a superpower. And many women, yes, are naturally good at that, but have been suppressing that for years and years and years. But as you can see, men use that too. Men need that too. Right. But this is also why in the online world, how this makes so much sense for business, because what are you trying to do when you, you know, you get this little seed, you know, this little flicker of wanting to do something. If you cultivate that with feminine energy, it has its own energy, right? And it just grows like this versus you have this little idea and then you take the masculine and you're like, okay, let me break this down and figure out this and da, 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 da. It's very, it feels, ends up feeling very contrived. And so as a society, because we have been so steeped in masculine energy, we don't know when to use what. That was my next question. I was like, yeah. how do you know, you know, yeah. when to tap into this one or this one? Like, how do you, yeah. I mean, you know, that's, I mean, that answer is as complicated as people, right? Mm-hmm. It depends on the circumstances, but it, just to use an example, let's talk about business. So often I will have people who come to me. So I work with people because of the nature of what I do. I'm working with people at the very core. So sometimes that means it's a person who's been in business for years and years, who still doesn't feel like they quite have that clarity because they aren't at that core of what they want to do. But then sometimes I have people who are like, I cannot get this out of my mind, but I don't know quite what business I want to do. So I have both. Mm -hmm. So, you know, imagine if you are able to dig down to that space, to that very flicker, the thing that makes you, the, the reason why you want the business. There's this message in you that is dying to get out, right? Because behind the business is actually a message. And so let's say you get down to that. Well, to allow that to grow into what it's going to be without you micromanaging every single part of it, that's where we use feminine energy, right? We're allowing it to become what it is. We're putting energy into it, but also there's there's kind of an energy of its own. If you've ever grown a business, I've grown five. If you've ever grown a business, you will see that it becomes something that isn't even, it's not just your vision. It's like it has its own internal thing. And that's what a business is meant to be. That's when business becomes beautiful. It becomes mm-hmm. something you didn't even know. Mm-hmm. And if you allow feminine energy to be part of that, it, it, it starts to become something and you learn about the mission even as you inform the mission. Mm-hmm. But then it gets to a point where now, oh, I need to figure out what my services are. I need to figure out what, you know, what isn't going to be my first launch or my next launch or my marketing campaign or whatever. So that's when we go, okay, I have this thing and now I need to, to break it up and, and put it, you know, 
in a way that makes sense. Now we're using masculine energy, right? And then you get your first client or two, let's say your coach. Well, that client, in order to, to come in in the sales process, they, in order for them to come to you and feel safe, especially if it's a woman, we want to feel safe. That's really important. Well, if you employ feminine energy in the selling process, then I get to that part of the a part of the call where I trust you a lot faster because you've made me feel safe and you've heard me and you've taken the little things that I've said and you've amplified it to a place where I can see the vision now. So of course I'm going to buy from you. So it's back and forth. Gotcha. So so many nuggets. I love nuggets. Um, thank you for all of this. And a question that I have, and I don't even know if I'll phrase it correctly, but something that I have been told personally from therapists and, you know, other people is that (laughs) I'm quick to catastrophize. And I hate that word, but I've been called a catastrophizer. And so, you know, when you're talking about the feminine of, of like amplifying and like having a seed and growing it, where, how can you like distinguish between like, is one positive and negative or like, what does that even look like? Cause I, I hate the catastrophizing word and I want to like reframe it, but it's been, you know, I've been told that it's almost like someone labeled me that way years ago. And I'm just like, Oh, I don't want to catastrophize. And so I'm constantly like, Ugh. You're using, you're using your superpower, your feminine energy in the wrong part of your brain, basically. Mm. So there's a lot of ways you can look at this as ego and spirit, right? So you, or you, sometimes people will look at this as love and fear, right? Mm. There's a lot of ways to look at the two sides, but science looks at it as one side of the brain or the other, Mm -hmm. right? One side of the brain, which we would call maybe the ego is the part of the brain that tells us. Um, how to eat, how to move, the fact that it tells me I'm a wife, I'm a mother, it like rules all the things, right? right? And then the other part of the brain is the part of the brain that says, I'm connected to all things. There is no difference between me and you. It's like very Zen, right? Mm. You're using your feminine energy superpower over here in the ego side, right? So the ego side is also associated with fear. It's associated with safety. That's why it's associated with fear. Mm-hmm. Keep safe. And so you know, it's using that um, there. And so it's taking little tiny fears and making them big. And probably that's happening in circumstances, not to, not to get in, get in here and coach you, but it's probably probably happening to you at times where your safety has been triggered. And we're no longer in circumstances where we're trying to survive, right? We're not out here trying to like run, running away from lions anymore. Right. So instead are evolved to a place where now anything that is outside of our status quo normal um, is considered unsafe. And so anytime that is triggered, even in a small way, um, if we have developed a really strong mechanism for protection for that, then we will go, oh my God, this is so huge. This is so huge. And the reason that's happening is so that you don't act. So you feel overwhelmed and then you shut down and that keeps you safe. Hmm. Oh man, the way the body works, <laughs> the way that everything works, it's just crazy. All of this is fascinating. And, you know, I've, I don't know, Googled the masculine and feminine, but not in a way that you just explained it, you know? So I really appreciate that. It's very yeah, easy. I, to a lot. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, the, there's a lot of different ways to enter into that dichotomy. And I think when you look at it from sort of a spiritual sense, um, it, it, 
fits into this bigger picture in a way that makes more sense, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, And so something else that kind of, and you mentioned it a minute ago, um, as far as manifesting. And I know that is something that is very big in your business and you're all about it, just like the energies that we just talked about. And so if you want to kind of explain maybe either how you use it in your business or you know, how it's, how it works for you. And, um, even just like a brief overview of what exactly that is, if anyone's kind of like new to that term. Yeah. So manifestation is effectively the, the sort of act of turning a thought into a reality. So if you think about effectively, you could think about a hundred thousand dollars and then turn that into a reality. Um, And it does, I mean, the energies do matter because, for example, the law of attraction, many people are familiar with that term. That's a very, attraction is a a sort of feminine energy property, whereas manifestation tends to be the masculine energy property. Of course, they go together. You cannot create what you haven't attracted to you. And so effectively, the way I use this in my business is um, I allow people to really look at the thing that they want. Many of us don't even admit out loud what we want because for so long we've been taught that, you know, anything, any of our big dreams are ridiculous or that it's just, you know, we, we've really been taught not to dream effectively that, that, that don't really think outside the box, right? That that's unsafe. And so instead, um, you know, we've always just dreamed within our own little tiny confines. So the first thing you want to do is look at what it is you actually want. And I work with people to get that. Sometimes it's even on the, the sales call when someone's wanting to work with me. I'm trying to dig in and figure out, do you even know what you want? A lot of times they don't. And now what are you doing in your life? Do your thoughts align with you having that thing? You know, it's as simple as that to begin with, right? Thoughts create things. So if you're thinking all the time about fear and catastrophizing and all the things that we all do, you're not alone in that. (laughs) Um, If you're thinking that all the time, you know, effectively all you're doing is staying in your same space. You're, you're thinking about thoughts that keep you in place. Mm-hmm. And if we are aware of that, then we can choose something different. And so that choosing something different, hopefully is going to align with a new thought. And, and it makes sense. People make this very magical. It's really not. It's practical. If you are thinking all the time about how to make $100,000, if you were thinking all the time about how do I serve people, what is the thing that I can create that would really help people and I can make money? If you're thinking about that all the time, odds are you're probably going to come up with a few solutions. Now, at first, they might not add up to that $100,000. But if you keep thinking about $100,000, keep imagining yourself as having had it, then the odds are you're going to take actions that align with that. Mm -hmm. So all it really comes down to manifestation, there's a lot of fancy things you can do. But all it really comes down to is working to sort of get your thoughts into a space that align with the thing you want. And if you do that enough, your actions will start to align with that enough. And if you do enough actions that add up to that, then you become the person who has that hundred thousand dollars or more. And Mm -hmm. and I've gotten to see that with clients and it's, it's a really amazing process because the actual work of it is very, very practical. Yeah. Yeah. And I love the work behind it that you're saying, because I've, I've heard people say, well, you know, you could just think it and it appears. And I'm just like, no, you got to take inspired action. You know, you have to, you can't just sit there and you know what I mean? I don't know. You got to get out there and like do the thing. The thought 
has to become a belief and the in what you believe influences the actions you take. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Perfect way to say it. Um, and so the last question that I have for you is when someone is in this space and they're in the love space and they're in, you know, the amplifying and they're in the manifestation and like everything is going great. And then a little wrench gets thrown in, you know, <laughs> yeah, darn little wrench gets thrown in and either like, you know, attempts to throw you off your tracks or do you have kind of a, like a go-to system that maybe you use if something like that happens or arises, or, you know, you get hit from left field by something random, what do you do to, you know, keep you on track? Yeah. Well, 100% of the time that will happen. Yeah. (laughs) We all still live here on earth where things happen, you know? And I mean, honestly, you, you have to remember that nothing can take your focus off of the thing you're, you're going toward, but you, Mm. right. Mm. And like, that's a choice for you to turn and look at the wrench, so to speak. But also sometimes there are things to be learned from the wrench. Sometimes you don't know it yet, but a wrench just got thrown into the mix and about a hundred yards up the way, your little car you're driving is going to break down. And the only tool that can possibly fix the thing is a wrench. And so Mm it's really important to not look at why is this happening to me, but instead think, why is is this happening for me? For mm-hmm. how is this happening for me? Mm-hmm. And it generally is like, no matter what it is that happens, no matter how, maybe you yourself got distracted and drove off course, but know that no matter what has happened, you can always just get right back on course. Mm. Cause you have the power to, right? It's all about you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's, if you think of it in terms of like driving, like what if somebody threw a wrench in the, in the, in the, on the highway, mm-hmm. drive around it, stop, pick it up. I don't know. Choices you know, yours, you're right? going somewhere yeah. like <laughs> to Florida and you're driving along and someone throws a wrench in the, you know, in the road, are you just going to be like, well, now I can't go to Florida. I mean, it's just, the problem I was now. going to Disney world and now yeah, I can't go. <laughs> but in real life that's what we do all the time we'll be like I guess I guess Florida's not meant for me I was just gonna say I guess it's not for me right right yeah it's so funny the way that our brain just goes there so all of geez you gave so many action tips and just everything that you have said is nuggets which I love thank you so much for being here I'm going to stop the recording and keep you here for the rest of the day so that you can just <laughs> talk to me. That would be great. <laughs> um, can you tell us where we can find you online and tell us about Woo Nation? Yes. So you can find me online, jasmineivy.com. Um, I have a free membership group called Woo Nation where I do all sorts of fun things. I do, in fact, in preparing for this, I actually did what I call makeup and mindset, which is a little mm-hmm. Facebook live that I do in Woo Nation where I literally get ready. So when I have to have my makeup on, I do it. A lot of times I'll do it on camera and I'll, I'll answer questions. I even sometimes bring people on and do live coaching. Um, and so we do a lot of fun stuff in there. So um, if you want to join us, you can go to the free membership spot on my site, or you can go to jasmineivy.com forward slash woo nation. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here. I have loved it. And I have learned so many things myself. Yay. I really appreciate it. You're awesome. Everyone go check out her site and uh, listen to the next episode. You can find this one on iTunes and all the places online. And again, thank you for being here. Thank you.
Aw man, this episode's over. But that's okay. You can come hang out in the Digital Product Female Entrepreneurs Facebook group. Hang out with thousands of us making digital products, creating awesome, cool things, and selling them to the world. Come get inspired. Come hang out with us. There's thousands of us there, and we cannot wait to support you. Now, if you need some ideas on digital products that you can create and sell, go to herownmagic.com and download my freebie. It's 65 digital products you can create and sell by this weekend. It is waiting for you there. Go check it out. And you have an amazing week. Thank you for tuning in. I will see you next time. Go create your own magic.